Abre los ojos para ver lo que está pasando. Members of Tanto United, Chicanos, Latinos, and Los Estados Unidos. Don't care if you're Ricans or Ricans, Cubanos. Look at our coaches. We have more common, don't let them divide. These suckers are vultures. Either we stand it together or better be standing aside. Now is the time. Don't know about you, but I'm gonna ride. We gotta climb. Fight for your bayas, but where was your pride? Where were the gunners that you got inside? Pick up our instances, came to this country. They tried to be living the American dream. Don't throw it away. They promise you money and catch your agent for the machine. Click a new team. You flip the lizard, but that is a system that you wanna bring. You need to think. We gotta fight communism, cause it looks like we on the brink. Connect on the link. So one party system is taking the power from all of the people. We need to When will you listen? These people are evil. They want you to think what's the world is your plan? Hand in hand, we're standing together. Cause this time we're never to do what you can. Please understand, we gotta do better. So what can remember that we took a stand? Escúchame. Vente cuatro, es el año. Si se puede. Lucha, lucha por la libertad. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Latino Free Minds. Episode number 43. Um... How you guys doing? Danny, Christine, how's everything? Everything's good. <laughs> Everything's good. Okay. All right, cool. So uh, on this episode, we have Anthony Aguero from Border Network News. Um, so I'm going to be completely honest. I just found your account and all that. And as soon as I found it, you know, I reached out to you and I was like, oh, man, I want to have this guy on the on the show because, you know, one of, one of the things that we've talked a lot about on the on the podcast is the border right and the the reality that doesn't get covered on the mainstream media so right so you know i i found your i found your page on on twitter or or x whatever it's called now uh and i was like yeah i gotta i gotta get this guy on so anthony how you doing man i'm doing good man i appreciate you guys for having me on and sharing your beautiful audience with me for a little bit nice nice where where exactly are you? Because I know you're in California. Sometimes I see you're in Arizona. You're kind of where where are you by now? Right now I am leaving the a reservation that is out here near Ajo, Arizona. It's the Ajo sector. Uh, I've been really focused on a small little unincorporated community called Lukeville, and mm. Lukeville is bordered to Sonoita, Mexico. And it is the gateway to what many uh, are known to call Rocky Point, Baja California. Mm. Uh, and so Rocky Point is a tourist destination, but it's also uh, out here in Lukeville. It is unincorporated. You'd probably see about a thousand people living out here and they have no clue how bad they're getting hit every single night but we're out here in lukeville arizona tonight mm, okay yeah I, I one of the one of the things that we've uh also brought up is the fact that you know when it comes to the border they they get people real emotional right especially the latino people uh they 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 have people thinking that it's just about you know stopping mexicans or stopping latinos from coming to america and and the thing that we like to kind of touch on is that it's i think the way danny had put it before was um it's a different border situation than when you know our grandparents came over when you know our parents mm -hmm. came over uh it's not just about latinos now we have people from all over the world uh coming through the southern border because it's you know right now it's it's 
seems like it's an easy way to get through, right? It, it's like they were invited, basically. So, you know, kind of, kind of from watching your videos and and how you interact with the people you're seeing down there, you know, tell tell us what you what you think about like the different people you you <clears throat> interact with as far as like the different countries they're from and all that. Well, let me start by saying. I'm not against immigrants. I'm not against immigration. I am strongly against open borders and I am strongly against illegal migration. Um, what we're seeing right now on the southern border is called weaponized migration. It is a silent war tactic that has been used for centuries. And it is something that people need to get familiar with to begin with, to start this conversation off with. What we're seeing here on the southern border is exactly what you just said. It's nothing like how when our abuelitos were around and they would come and do their compras over here and go back or, you know, there were campesinos and they would come over here and work or they used, they used to have what's called the Braceros program. Mm -hmm. And that was a program predominantly used by Mexicans to come over, work the fields, and then return back home uh, at the end of the day. Uh, we don't have none of that anymore. And it's not just Mexicans. So I come, I'm a first generation American. I used to be a super Democrat uh, when I was much younger. Uh, it's it's really easy to be a Democrat when you're not paying bills and when you're not paying taxes. It's really easy to want to depend on other people's money, but then you grow up. Um, yeah. And so I actually I'm going to be I'm going to give you guys a little bit of my history of how I got all this started and a little bit why it's relevant. Uh, being that I was born and raised in El Paso, Texas. Um, I come from a predominantly strong Democrat hold city. Very, very Democrat, very blue. Uh, I helped Beto O'Rourke in his tenure to his first seat in Congress. Um, and then I started realizing that I was helping the wrong team. I was helping the wrong team. Um, I partied a lot while I was in El Paso being a border town. We were one of the drunkest, if not the drunkest city at some point in the country. And I made a mistake, I drove drunk, I paid with two years of my life. While I was gone for two years, the, the, the prison warden that allowed me a job in prison for two years, the only thing that he required of me while I was in there was to listen to Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones every single night while I did my duties, my, limpe my limpieza, cleaning the chow hall. That was the only, to have that job and be able to eat all good at the end of the night after cleaning the, the, the ODR, the officer's dining room, I had to listen to Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones every night. While I was in there, I was red-pilled, man, and I realized what was happening. When I came out, I realized that I wanted to do something for my community. El Paso was in deep trouble and I didn't, I, I had a large, large following. I grew a large following and I decided to run for Congress knowing <laughs> that I would be attacked left and right because of the situation I had just got out of. 
But to me, it didn't matter. I was willing to take that and, and run with it because I didn't see anybody that was strong-willed enough to be able to want to make change in El Paso. Uh, being that I had just got out of prison, I was third place out of six people in con to run running for Congress. It was my first time ever running for anything. And uh, I, I started getting into heavily reporting and I just went full on reporting on what was happening on the border. Uh, what we're seeing right now, Mexicans, especially in, in, in the US will tell you, oh, you're a coconut, you're a vendepatrias, you're selling out your raza. Well, first of all, this is not raza that is coming across. What we're seeing is global migration because it, when obama was still in, was still president before he left the white house obama had a secret meeting in new york city with the united nations and he signed our country into what is called the global compact for migration the global compact consists of about 150 other countries in which there are basically no borders in between us. So you get people from all these 100 and some other countries that can travel uninterrupted with no worry, no cares, very much like what we're seeing right now. When President Trump was coming into office, you guys remember, it wasn't after it wasn't until after President Trump took office that the term caravan was really coined, right? Yeah. You never really heard the, the term until President Trump. And people could not understand why when we had such a strong advocate for border security and for a border wall, why were these migrants still coming? People did not know that we were signed into this global compact for migration. And so when Obama left office, he basically dropped the hot potato on President Trump's lap. President Trump then had to deal with this surge of migrants coming to the U.S. for his first two years of his tenure. In 2017, President Trump knew that we were set to sign the Global Compact for Migration again in 2018. Obama signed us up for two years worth of it. Well, President Trump came out ahead of time and said, there's no way we're signing back into this. This doesn't line up with, uh, with, with my values or that of the Constitution of this country. So we're not signing back up. So Trump got us out of it, right? And then you, hence you saw the numbers go down. He, he implemented the MPP, the Remain in Mexico policy, which I feel it's still on the books. It's just not being used or enforced. Uh, migrants should be holding and waiting for their turn to hear their asylum case heard by a judge not waiting in the U.S., okay? What they're doing right now is they are releasing people into the country without proper vetting, without any of them uh, have gone through a proper background check because there are so many people coming. It's overwhelming the system and they're, they're not being heard 
and right now our immigration, our court cases are is so backed up, guys. It would take anywhere from ten to ten years for these migrants to have their case heard, just to hear if they qualify for any asylum, political asylum, like they're trying to get, right? Mm -hmm. And so, for this, for these next seven to ten years, guess what? They can't legally work unless they sign up to. But if they don't, they don't legally and they can't legally work. So guess what? Those seven to 10 years, they're going to need housing. Their kids are going to need medical. Their kids are going to need an education. And, and, and they're going to need food. All of that. All of that. And guess who is going to pay for it? The American taxpayer is. Yeah. And so it, like, I, I can speak about El Paso right off the bat. In El Paso right now, they are housing over 500. They're, they are renting out over 500 hotel rooms every single night. And this, this is a conservative number. I have not checked recent numbers. I'm sure it has shot up exponentially. Last I checked, they had rented out over 500 hotel rooms. They were sticking about five to six men per hotel room. These are predominantly men. Th these are not children, infants, women. These are men, guys. Grown yeah. as able men that your family is going to have to, and, and you guys and myself and my family is going to have to be providing for them. Okay. These, all of these men that are coming, guess what? They're going to want a woman at some point. Are they not? <laughs> and listen, I'm going to be honest. They're not the best looking fellas that are getting here, guys. I'm going to be real honest about this. All right. We got to think about this because this is going to be a reality. Many women right now are in grave danger. These people don't value anything that is happening. I've been out on the border when women, children have been raped. I have picked up the gnarliest things out there. I've witnessed the, the, the worst of the worst. These people do not care, dude. There mm. are a few and far in between of individuals that genuinely probably do deserve an opportunity that genuinely are taking advantage of this situation because it's their only way out. And, and, and if I know I share the same frustration that many Americans do uh, because we're seeing men, the, the replacement theory is not a theory that is playing out before our eyes every single night out here. Okay. Uh, 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 and th these guys that are coming in, the vaccines a year and a half ago was like, are you vaxxed? Everybody has to be vaccinated. Every Our, our servicemen and women, uh, employers were first forcing the vaccine. All of that is irrelevant because they vaccinated so many people in our country already. And you want to know something? They're not bringing, they're not making none of these guys get vaccinated that they're importing. Why is that? because they need a healthy working class. They need that work donkey that is just gonna continue to plow and continue to work nonstop that they can pretty much slave on through. That's not gonna have any complications, any health issues. Okay, they are literally committing genocide against the American citizens, killing us off, dude. 
Let's yeah. be real about this, guys. Mm-hmm. Well, you hit the nail on the head with the weaponized migration because you look at other countries like Germany, uh, France, you know, Italy, and stuff like that. That's happened there years past. And look at look at the protests and everything that's going on right now. They have so many people out in the streets, exactly what you're talking about for that reason, because it's weaponized migration. So there's a, a lot of different angles to it. But when you use that phrase, uh, weaponized migration, it, that's 100% spot on right there. Yeah, no, absolutely. Look at when you import the third world, you become the third world. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what we're seeing right now. We're witnessing nothing but males in the military age, right? Military age males, that is what we're witnessing. Mm-hmm. Are there women not suffering just as much as they are? Are there women and children and infants not in the same danger as they are? Remember this, guys, really quick. When you're fleeing war, poverty, and persecution, you take your family with you. Well, that's when what I was going to say. When you're going to war, you leave them at home. Yeah. So that brings me to the point that I was going to make is when you're seeking asylum, who, who are you protecting? The women and the kids. They're the ones that should be coming over. Exactly to the point that you're making right now. So we got to think about it logically, pragmatically, and and see what the game plan is here. So you're spot on. Yeah, for sure. But going back to um, your history, uh, when you were talking about that, they made you listen to Rush Limbaugh and Alex Jones. More or less, what what year was that? Because um, I'm interested because it kind of it. It lets me know if you took the the pill really early on or if it was a little bit later. <laughs> so in 2012, right after I helped Beto uh, campaign and get his name out in El Paso, I mean, the guy was already popular. And, and being much younger, I'm going to be just blatantly honest with you guys. All I knew is that he was a charismatic young guy out of El Paso that wanted to legalize pot at that time. <laughs> Sign me up. The guy, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, shit, we're going to help this guy. And, and, and being much more naive, but knowing that I wanted to do something positive in my community, I got involved with the wrong people early on. And so I was able to really realize, hey, I made a mistake, and I pulled back. I didn't go Republican. I didn't go Democrat no more. I just started reporting on what's happening. I started a small page on Facebook, and then that turned into uh, now what 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 I'm out here doing. Uh, I, it just literally started as a as a hobby, and and it was it was uh, towards the end of 2012, man. Towards the end of 2012, I was already listening to Alex Jones. I had already been on Alex Jones uh, with Joe Biggs doing reports from the border. And uh, mm-hmm. when, when when I went in there for 2000, in 2015 uh, to 2017, uh, not only was I listening to Alex Jones sometimes uh, uh, on, on the phone, but I had to listen to it every night at work. It was crazy. But that guy literally woke me up and because of 
the knowledge that I was able to gain from him and then start kind of researching and taking my own little path in this info war. Um, I, I, I owe it to, to, to Mr. Jones. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I can relate to that because uh, one time I was listening to him. Remember when the Massachusetts uh, shooting was happening at the parade or, you know, that marathon, I think it was. Right. You remember that? Yeah. So I remember listening live to Alex Jones on that. And uh, callers were calling in and where they were saying, hey, we saw these guys dressed the same khaki pants, certain type of shirts and hats. And they were they were breaking down the story as it was happening. So I think that guy's responsible for, you know, red pilling a, a, a lot of people. So I can relate to to what you're saying. Yeah, he, he's definitely a pioneer, man. Yeah. Did you want to ask something, Daniel? No, no. So, kind of, kind of. So, what you're doing now, right? What? When did you like? Because it seems like you're there like full time. So, like, how how has that gone? Like, from when you started to what you're doing now, like how. Kind of so what, I, I, you said it was a hobby, but like kind of what made you want to start doing that? You know, I, I just I got fed up with the way things are, man. And within uh my time that I got out of the my two-year school degree, um yeah, I, I, I got out and yeah, my college degree, right? Um, I got out of there and I was so inspired, man. And I was I, I, I literally listen, if you go in there and you work it to rehabilitate yourself you can uh if you stay centered uh, uh with god and you continue doing things right and you rehabilitate yourself you can make it you can get out and and do things right for yourself i'm 100 independent um I, I i it's taken me it wasn't easy but you know if you just keep at it and you just persistence keep god in your life 100 percent and 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 you just stick to the truth stick to the truth and the rest just falls into place man i've been doing this going on 8 years full time um what i mean, i i never in a million years would i thought i'd be making money off of youtube like when i heard that a few years back people i was i was heavy on in facebook i was super heavy on facebook i had like a quarter million uh followers on facebook at some point and I was just Facebook, 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 and just donations off of Facebook was great. And people were telling me, why aren't you on YouTube? Why aren't you on YouTube? I'm like, oh, yeah, YouTube, YouTube. <laughs> Whoa, YouTube's where it's at, man. It, it's, and, 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 and it's, been, it's been a wild ride because after I built a YouTube channel and a huge audience of like 35, 37,000 followers, uh, I, I, that was around the time that YouTube knocked me off. Mm. Um, I had a video that was pretty gnarly of children that were drugged at the border, sprawled all over the ground. And yeah. and, and come to find out, they, they had been basically roofied. They were under uh, Rohypno, which is like the date rape drug that, that, that they give women. Uh, they give a small dose to these children because these kids become very uh, rambunctious. 
uh, as they're being brought into the country and they're being brought in by people that are not their parents. So these kids are like, fuck, who the fuck are you? You know, like get away. Mm -hmm. They're making a big fuss and to pacify them, they drug them. But that time, se pasaron, bro. They beyond, they, they did it like se pasaron. These kids were like limped out, like nodding out, bro. And so I was able to document that, and that video got millions of views. Well, YouTube didn't like it. YouTube dropped me. Uh, yes. I put that video also on Instagram. I had like 30-something thousand followers. Instagram dropped me. Uh, Facebook dropped me. Uh, Cash App dropped me. PayPal dropped me. Buy Me A Coffee dropped me. Airbnb wow. dropped me. Uh, uh, Uber dropped me. All of those companies, bro. Wow. In less than a two-week time frame. Boom, 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 boom. It's like, what? Like, they literally tried to erase me. Like, if I never existed, man. So, I, I, I hope you guys try to emphasize on, on building your Rumble account. Like, you told yeah. me to share that one. That's yeah, good. That because, it, listen, that's the only consistent thing. And, and X. Uh, uh, X and Rumble are yeah. super 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 i i from what i from what i've seen uh yeah rumble seems like you know you can you can say you know like the things we're talking about we could say them and i don't feel like we need to worry about getting kicked off right um and then x since elon took over it seems like it's it's, it's way better than before for sure yes and for i sure. think uh you know he's also from what i understand um like creators and stuff like that they're getting paid ad revenue and stuff like that so i think that's that also makes it you know good to to be on that platform <clears throat> yeah they pay every two weeks um but you know what you reminded me of when you said all that about all those companies dropping you it was like when uh when alex jones got taken off of everything he got taken off of everything the same day right if i'm if i remember mm -hmm. right but yeah. it's like it's like it, it's they say it's not coordinated, but it's like all right, come on, all you guys at the same time, like exactly, yeah, it's better be. yeah. Well, it, it's like that saying is that you you were right over the target, so you had to be canceled yeah. straight up. They yeah, and and they did a, a a pretty good job for a minute, man. It was kind of hard to try to bounce back, um, but nonetheless. <laughs> I'm back on YouTube again illegally, um, but it's all right. Um, I, I don't know how long. I, I don't know how much longer they'll allow me on there. But all I know is that I'm definitely focused on growing my X account, and I am definitely focused on growing uh, my Rumble channel. Uh, because at the end of the day, all these other all these other uh, com woke companies will cancel you. The drop of the dime, like you never existed. So. Um, yeah. yeah. No, Anthony, and it's it's good to have you here. I think you know, listening to you, you know, talk for a little bit, you know, I really do think you embody what you know Latino free minds brings. But I want to go back to the border just a little bit. You know, I saw that video of the guy saying that he's Iranian or he's from Iran, right? Um, mm -hmm. That that's not a that's not your average starving Marvin man. That guy was kind of a handsome looking guy. So you know, you're saying the ugly ones are coming, but that guy, that guy's gonna take my girl. You know, he, he had shades on and everything. Right? He had blue eyes, right? no? Or that guy's healthy, right? He's, he'll fit right into some Lululemon. But you know, Anthony, on, on on a serious note, you know, 
I see I see you there talking to them and you know picking their brains. Do they do they tell you their intentions? Do they tell you what they're here? What do they bring, man? Like what is there some underlying thing that you can kind of see like or you know, is it like the average bad guy or is it just you know, they look like average Joes? Like okay, I'm gonna explain to you guys. So sometimes I'm able to ask questions thoroughly, right? There's times that I'm, it's happening so fast because there's, sometimes I have border patrol agents that are like, fuck yeah, do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Expose mm -hmm. all that shit. Let your nuts right, right. <laughs> But then sometimes we get some, some, some agents and, and it's 50, 50 in there, bro. Mm -hmm. Like there's like 50% of them are good. And then like, I don't want to say the other 50 is bad, but they're on that woke agenda. I don't want to mm. say any of these agents and, and call any of them bad. That's not what I'm saying. But mm -hmm. I want to say 50 of them probably don't line up with my ideology. And the other 50 for sure line up with it. And they're like, dude, come over here. Come over there. Like, and, and, and so there's times when I'm able to pick up on good stuff like today. And then there's times when it's just, it's got to be fast. It's got to be fast. So I was just like, they're like, hey, you got you got to get back. You got to get back. And I'm like, okay. And I start walking in right before I'm walking away. Where are you going? 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 Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm doing what you're asking me. I'm, I'm moving away, but I'm still trying to get away with my shot. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes it, it's got to be quick. Another thing, a lot of people tell me, well, why aren't you asking them um, who paid for them? I'm like, dude. They, they barely fucking speak English. Some of these people barely speak English. Wow. And you know, like, yeah. I, there's a huge language barrier. And there's, there's, there's some that have been coming in uh, from, from like Iran. There's some that come in and they speak English. And, and something that I'm noticing is, is some of these people that are coming in from, from Iran and from Istanbul, um, they, they come in small groups. And there's always like one of them that speaks fucking badass English and mm. is a com communicator. <laughs> and he's the one that like, you know what I mean? Pacifies mm. the situation he's with, he's a he's translator. There he's yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not, not technically, yeah. but he's the one that's in kind of in, in, in charge of those six. Like, oh shit, like mm. these motherfuckers are under me under my mm -hmm. watch type of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like they come in little ranks and, and the, the like the, the guys that are coming from Instagram, um, they, they come in small little, little groups of like 10, 12, 16 at a time. And then ain't none of them speak English worth a shit, but there's one out of that whole little group. That's like, Oh, amigo, how are you? You know what I mean? There's always one. And it, it, it's weird because it's, it's, it's only in, in these groups of, of that, that I've been noticing come in these last couple of weeks, man. Yeah. Hey, talking about being funded and who pays for them and stuff like that. Well, there's been stories that, you know, they're, you know, in, in these caravans, they're passing around, you know, debit cards and, you know, right. some show up with food and clothes and stuff like that. Have you witnessed that yourself? Yeah, they 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 come with a debit card. Uh, the majority of these guys come with this credit card. Now, the 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 guys that are coming from like Yemen, Senegal, 
Marty Marituani, those guys, I get the impression. You know when the military or or a a, a government agency is stop it. It's trying to get people. Sorry, guys. It's trying sorry. to get people to sign up for like the military. They're like, oh, we give you a ten thousand dollars sign on bonus. Mm -hmm. I, I I genuinely in my heart feel like these dudes are getting some kind of sign on bonus. Kind of like a, 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 something like that. Something like that. They're getting these little sign-up bonuses, and then they splurge on stupid shit. They they all got the brand new iPhone. They 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 got um they they got their Jordans on. A lot of them coming with like Gucci and like and they smell like fucking on point, bro. Like these motherfuckers smell good. I'm like, shit smells yeah. good. They're wearing good yeah, cologne, bro. And, and it's like crossing the border. It's like they're 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 they're. <laughs> Oh man, I can deal yeah, with this crappy looking dude. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's like they're splurging on on random stuff that they randomly just got a, a large or a some amount of money, yeah. and they're just splurging on it, and then they just come in like nothing. That that's how I, that's how I sensed it. And an observation that is worth making is look at what Gavin Newsom is doing in California. They are allowing. They're calling them non-citizen peace officers all right mm -hmm. they are allowing non-citizen peace officers to start working the force therefore you're going to start seeing illegal aliens sign up or start becoming police officers and those are going to be the people that are going to be running the show here pretty soon bro they're, they're overwhelming us a hundred percent and if you guys thought that the summer of love with blm was bad what we're about to witness, all these people are going to be aligning themselves with the Palestinian movement. Mm -hmm. They're going to be mm -hmm. aligning themselves with the LGBTQ, with the pro-migrante movement. All of these little factor groups are going to come together and race hell on the streets of America. The people that are coming in, they're going to be eventually... They're, and local municipalities are giving them IDs. It's a bad idea to give these people IDs because the only reason they're giving them IDs is so that they can participate in in local beneficiary benefits uh, like food, boots, uh, food stamps, stuff like that at a local level. And now we're seeing that they're going to start allowing them to vote in small races such as city council races. So it's like mm -hmm. they say. You give them an inch, they take a mile. There's an agenda that's happening here, Agenda 2030. If you're not familiar with it, get familiar with it. You want to take it even a step farther, check out Agenda 2065. Africa will be the superpower of the world. They're going to be focusing all of the efforts, all of the money there. Um, all of this is not like Alex Jones. It's not like uh, the people that are out here doing this work we're you know the, the, we don't have like a magic ball that predicts this it just it, it's all blatantly put out there for us highly yeah. encourage you guys to get familiar with the global compact for migration when kamala harris says they want to get to the root evil of all of this that is it joe biden signed us back into that in 2000 in december of 2021 so right now it's not law, it's not codified law or anything. We can pull out 
and a lot of these problems that we're seeing here at the border would stop. These people are not fleeing persecution, the majority of them. The majority of these people, I want to say about 92 to 95% of the people that are coming through the border don't and will not qualify for political asylum. These are what we call economic migrants. They're leaving because, oh, I want a better job. Oh, I want a better opportunity. Yes, I get that. And you deserve it. Apply to take the proper steps to be able to achieve your goal. I've seen immigration. Uh, I, I remember uh, family members taking courses and educating themselves on the basic knowledge of the country, what the stars represent, what the stripes represent. And then at the end, they had to pledge allegiance to the country and to, to give them some kind of assimilation and, and to welcome them and so that they get familiar with what's happening. These people coming in, they don't care to assimilate. You see them waving their flags at you? You guys know what that's called? That's a, that's called that's a declaration of war. That's an invasion at your southern invasion, border. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and and it's it's not invasion would be they were coming in blazing guns. If we want to get proper with it, the proper term is colonization. We're being recolonized. This is full on colonization. This is nothing new than one. I mean, it, it it's happening, guys. This is a monumental takeover of our country they're trying to reshape the ideology of this country and you guys are seeing it with all of the manifestations all of these protests it, it it it's all intertwined a hundred percent man yeah everything that you're saying right now um you know they call them conspiracy theories and we kind of joke around is that all these conspiracy theories turned into conspiracy facts so, you know, everything that you're talking about, they have it on the white papers. They speak to them in their, you know, forums and their meetings that they have. And that's exactly what they have planned. You know, we all see the Bill Gates videos where he's having talks and he's talking about reducing the population and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's like, if we really pay attention, we should be doing like a triple take and going, wait a minute, can you rewind that? And play again what he's just said. Did he just say that he wants to depopulize X amount of you know uh, people? Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? I mean, we can we can be conspiracy theories about it, but when you start putting those words together, it it doesn't sound like a positive thing. No, and you're absolutely right on that. And and still, people, dude, they still they still will tell you you're crazy. Yeah. You will play it for them because it's happened. I know it's happened probably to you all. It's happened to me. That same video that you're talking about, I've brought it up in on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Showed it. <laughs> and then I still get, you're crazy. You're yeah. just, you're crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I, I, I yeah. mean, okay. Hey, yeah, but on the flip side, since you've been doing this, how many people have you seen um, take the pill? I know there has to be a bunch. Uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, my audience, my my of uh, my loyal audience members, a lot of them were Democrats, man. And they're like, dude, because of you, now I'm voting Republican, or now because of you, we're gonna be voting for Trump. It's 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 really humbling when you get messages or emails like that from people, and for them to be 
consistently send a lot of these people send me prayers consistently every morning. They'll write me a fresh prayer as they're drinking their coffee. I've I've met a lot of good people uh, throughout this movement, and a lot of them uh, now are going to be or have been voting uh, Republican. I even have uh, two moderators that were real hardcore Democrats, and they would attack me on my lives and be snarky. And, and now they're like one of some of my closest friends, and they've come around, and now they're full on uh, Trumpers. They're full on uh, for this country. So it, it's been it's been really great to watch. Um, when I first started this, my parents were like hardcore uh, fans of Univision, right? And my dad and my mom probably never imagined that their son would be flown uh, to Miami to go debate Jorge Ramos on, on his program. And <laughs> man, when they flew me down there and he tried to embarrass me and I just swept the ground with him, it was so gratifying because I know my family was like, mira este, mira este con sus ideas. And I went in there and I smacked him around in the show. And that, that waking my mom up and her now being like, okay, you're not anti-immigrant. You're just like pro your country. You're pro legal migration. My mom gets it, dude. That has been probably like my most satisfying that my mom thinking real like pro Univision, Telemundo. And you guys know it, it's yeah. heavy orange man, bad orange man, bad. And then narco cultura, narco cultura, narco cultura. Yeah. And then orange man, bad orange man, bad. And it's never nothing positive. Like it's always just yeah. like negative, negative. Fuck this country. Look at what they're doing. It's just, it's nonsense all no. the time. And, and, and sorry waking my mom up. No, no, no. Go ahead. Waking no, no, my mom but, up um, was, was great. Yeah, the the other day I was watch I came home and I saw I was uh, somebody had Univision on surprisingly at my house <laughs> and Trump was on there you know after after his four years of fighting Jorge Ramos and everybody else on that on that you know um, how do you wh what do you think uh, the temperature is like with temperature with uh, with Trump being on Univision you think you think some some people are coming around on the network or do you think it's the actual population the people, the ones that, you know, it's us, you know, the Hispanics, the Latinos. You know, I I think that they know that Latinos are waking up. And I think that they feel, because it's still the same people inside of Univision. That hasn't changed. And mm -hmm. so they're realizing, hey, what we've been doing this whole time is not working. We're losing numbers because they are. All mainstream media across, whether it be Latino uh, media, mainstream media, or 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 like Fox and them, they've all started to shrink. You have Latinos have alternatives. Um, there's there's like Vox that I know is out there for Latinos too. You know, there's there's podcasts like yourselves that y'all are doing the thing too. You or know, it's, it's, it, 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 there you go. So people have an alternative to this. Uh, narrative or agenda and they're getting tired and I feel that them bringing Trump is is kind of trying to bring a little balance, trying to hold on to a little of the viewership or maybe bring it back a little some by, by bringing him on there because at the end of the day, Trump is views. You have Trump on there, you're going to get the views. So yeah, I think that's what they're probably, you know, probably what they were doing wasn't working out too well for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Everybody's seeing, you know, their guy, the guy they wanted is in now. And, 
You know, the reality, there's one thing that we said also recently was like, people need to just not get emotional, not, you know, put, dig their heels down to one party. It's like vote based on your reality. I think Danny said like, like a consumer, right? Is the product good? And yeah. it's mm -hmm. like what mm -hmm. they sold as far as like Biden and, and being so damn anti-Trump, what they sold the people and now the people are living through it. The reality ain't adding up. <laughs> So I think that's a whole nother problem that they, you know, that, that contributes to, to, to them losing viewers, right? Like you said, other, other platforms and people speaking up, but I think also the reality that people are living in, it's not what they, what they hyped up basically. And it's not what they portray on their social media, bro. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen like the, the, the white house Instagram account? They're like, oh, the, the, the Biden administration created so many jobs. And it's like, bullshit. People just got back to work. People are just getting back to work. You didn't create nothing. You yeah. know, they still tout all of that. And, and the misinformation that they put out there, man, it's it's incredible, bro. But there's a lot of good stuff happening. How do you, how do you guys feel about what's happening right now, man? The, the well, All the stuff with Trump right way. now and everything. Well, I'll put it to you this way, and I tell this little story because it, I think it just, um, like you said, Christian, it gives you a, a, a temperature check of what's going on. So at my job, I deal with a lot of uh, different, a mixture of uh, races, right? And a lot of them are Latinos, Mexicanos, uh, like real Mexicanos, like born in Mexico, came over here, immigrated over here. They did everything right. And... Um, so I was talking to this one yeah, guy and he's around 55, 56, right? And um, we never talked about politics or anything like that. We just talked about him going back and visiting home. He He's from Jalisco and he's got a ranch and he has to go attend it, you know, uh, every year. So I asked him how everything's going. And when I first started working at the company, it was five years ago. There was no way that I would ever have a conversation about with him about politics or Donald Trump or anything like that. So the last time I saw him, which was like a, a, a month and a half ago, he was telling me of how he was reading these stories, hearing these stories on social media about the truth, what was really going on. And he was, le estaba mentando la madre a Univision and Telemundo and everything. So pinches mentirosos, que este que el otro. But we, I couldn't believe I was having this conversation with them. And then he started saying how, you know, everybody knows that the politicians in Mexico are corrupt. But then he started talking about everything that's corrupt here in the United States. And inside, I had a grin from ear to ear because I was like, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm talking about right there. You're waking up, you know, yep. like, you know and, um, I mean, you know, that kind of tells you. So if this 55, 56-year-old man that, you know, has his kids at home and hopefully they're teenagers and stuff like that, you know how Mexican dads are. You know, if once they learn something, a huevo, you know, they're going to teach it to their kids whether you like it or not. And hopefully he's going home and, and he's doing exactly that and, you know, red-pilling his own family right there. So I see... But, you know, I'm an optimist. You know, Christian and Daniel will tell you is I always try to find the positive in things. But, 
you know, that's my take. That's why I always tell that little that little story right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is what you're going to get, right, when you're anti-Trump. You know, Trump wasn't the worst. Trump did good for me. I made a lot of money, you know. So being anti that, you're always going to be destined to, to get what Biden is giving us now, you know, mm -hmm. a bad economy. That is what it is to be anti-Trump. Why did we want him out? Because he said something, right? Yeah. I, yeah. So he, it's crazy because, like us as you know, Mexican Latinos, we talk the most shit. You know, like we're the most racist, man. Come on now. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and it's like we couldn't take we couldn't take the one one freaking uh the first statement he put out we were like ah. <laughs> you you know yeah. you know it's crazy to me that that even even with gas prices as as bad as they are man and inflation as bad as they are you you ask people or I will still ask people. And the the response, it's funny. It's I, I see that tweet often, but at least we don't have mean tweets. Legit, bro. Legit. People would rather inflation through the roof. People would rather pay high mm -hmm. gas prices. And they'll mm -hmm. they they've told me, but at least we don't have a racist in the White House, dude. Yeah, for the that's that level of brainwash, dude. That's level ten. <laughs> You're level 10 brainwash. It's yeah. incredible, man. It's incredible. Right. You know they're pumping gas cursing inside their hair. They're going pinche <laughs> motherfucker. But they won't just they, they will never verbalize it. They would never let those words come out. I know it has to be true. I know it has to be true. Man, yeah. hey, people that vote Democrat should be vote should be forced to pay these high gas prices, and everybody else should be a little lower, bro. I, <laughs> I know what you. Yeah. I want reparations for these gas prices, <laughs> man. There you go. We're gonna start a movement. Yeah, um, but uh, kind of going going back to the border, and and uh, Christine had mentioned about the the guy from Iran, and we could play the clip in a little bit. But one of the one of the things that I like to focus on, right, when I'm talking about the the border and, you know, the southern border and people coming up. Um, because, yeah, like I said earlier, they try to make it something where uh, Latinos get emotional about it and then they just kind of completely ignore it because they, they automatically think you're anti-immigrants and you don't want no other Mexicans to come in and yada yada, right? Like, they kind of, they simplify it. They, they got them all emotional over a simplified version. So... Mm -hmm. The thing that I like to focus on is that, you know, in in the year, I believe the the fiscal year was 21, 22. They they had, I think I could be a little off, 98 suspected terror watch list guys. And then the past year, I believe it was 167 or 169, somewhere, somewhere in that range. So it like almost doubled, right? Um Actually. And, and that's that's what I like to focus on. It's like, you know we're not trying to stop people from coming in. Like you said, we want them to do it the right way, but there are also people that have bad intentions that want to come to this country. And mm -hmm. just because we want to be, what do you call it? Nice or, or, or whatever. Include. Yeah. Like we're not going to just let everybody in. 
So that's the risk, right? So that's kind of what those kind of numbers is what I like to focus on when they say it's like this is why I talk about uh, border security, you know. So, you know, yeah. what, what do what do you think on that? And and as far as like you being down there, do you kind of I don't know if you know if you've ran into any of them or have seen any of them get uh, caught. How do, what what is your experience with that, if any, on that one? Um. I've seen, for the most part, me personally, it went from when I first started, it was, I want to record the migrants, record the migrants, to now looking for specifics. Um, for the most part, I, I, I don't get involved with any of the drug element. We all know that's there. Um, I'm not going to be the one to try to go and change that because I'm just one person trying to report but what I do get involved with is the children at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, the children on, on the border are, 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 is, is, is what has me drawn down here. Um, a few, maybe like two, three months ago, I was down here in this location. And um, while I was out here, uh, I was documenting a group of men from venice uh, a group of family members and family units and there was one man within this whole group of like families right i'm i'm watching and i i had been out there for like nine hours dude and i i know i had made myself several cups of coffee I had drank several energy drinks. So I was like, am I seeing shit? Like, mm. nah. And I, I I kept the camera on and I'm like zooming in and I'm watching and observing. So I had to be sure. I had to be sure, reassure myself, because it's just me by myself out there. I had to be sure that what I was seeing was in fact what I was seeing because I was about to ring the alarm on some really delicate shit where if it's not what he's doing and I say something about it, I can get in trouble for misleading or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So as I'm out there documenting, there's a line of family units and there's one man with a little girl, bro. The little girl was like six or seven years old. The guy was rubbing himself all over her back and he would hold her like all up against himself. So his his freaking crotch was on her back, dude. He was groping and massaging this little girl's chest, dude. Like this this little girl's fucking seven years old, man. I had to contain myself. Because if I would have ran over there, confronted him, hit him, assaulted him, I would have been fucked. I would have been done. So I had to contain myself and I had to stay focused on staying focused. And I'm observing this fucking predator, dude, doing disgusting things on the border while he's waiting for border patrol to process him he's literally 
one of the few people next in line to get put into a van when there's like another 800 people laying all up against the actual border wall on the floor on a cool, chilly night. They're about to take you in and you're being a pervert with a six or seven year old little girl. I called border patrol over. They come over and I said, hey, look at what the fuck he's doing. The border patrol agent, dude, turns his camera and now all this is, I, I have, this video's up on Twitter. I put it all together. The people turn around, the BP turns around, sees him, and the guy's hands are still on the little girl's chest, dude. DHS calls me up like a day, like the following day in the afternoon, they call me up. They're like, hey, um, we heard about what happened. Can you send us the, the footage that you have? If they 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 got his ass. They filed charges for sexual yeah. assault on a, on a minor man. We 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 were able to to help authorities bag this dude for for what he did to this little girl on the border. There's been several times like that that we've been able to assist law enforcement with our footage to be able to recognize individuals or to be able to lead them to sexual predators such as um, there was another one down here in this location in Lukeville where it was a man from Venezuela that worked directly for Maduro hmm. and God just puts you in the right place at the right time sometimes uh, it was just out of Everybody that was out there, I interviewed him. I went right straight to him. I don't know what drew me to him and his family, and I went right up to him. And he started saying that uh, migrants, everybody deserves an opportunity. You know, the whole leftist ideology, victim mentality nonsense, right? And I said, I'm going to clip this foot. I'm going to clip this video. And I uploaded it. And within less than 15, 20 minutes, I start getting cling, cling notifications from like Instagram. And people are like naming this guy, giving me his name. They're sending me screenshots. This guy was a sicario in Venezuela, man. Boom, got nagged, nabbed. Took they him back. Him? They got his ass, dude. Damn. Like, and that's just off of one person being down here at the border, man. One person. And, and and it's just like shit like that literally fuels my fire, dude. And especially when it's when it has to do with these children, man. Because no Juanito, no Bertita woke up on Saturday morning from Guatemala or Honduras and skip fucking cornflakes and say, I'm going to the border. That's just mm -hmm. bullshit when they say unaccompanied minors. They're not unaccompanied, they are mm -hmm. trafficked children. Yep. And there have been over 120,000 kids that are missing in the United States from these migrant children. I, mm -hmm. it's, it's really embarrassing to me to see pages like the Fools community that don't care about these predominantly Latino babies. 
All right. They don't speak a word about what's happening within the Latino community. I think this is something worthwhile and it's worth speaking and being vocal about. And it's embarrassing for those fools not to be sharing information about these children. That it, that it is not a joke what's happening. It's nothing political what's happening at the border because it affects all of us the same. It's not mm -hmm. a Republican or Democrat issue. It is an American issue. Yeah. And what's happening to those kids. If we as a country cannot stand up for the most vulnerable, which are these children, mm -hmm. we literally have no moral leg to stand on, bro. Yeah. If we can't stand yeah. up for these children, what the fuck are we doing? What's our purpose? Anthony, if you, if you don't mind me asking, do you have kids? Yes. You do? Okay. Yes. Yeah, because, you know. A 19-year-old. She's 19 now. Okay, cool. As Because as you're saying that, right, you know, I have, I have kids in that age range. And, you know, as you're telling that story, it's like, I can only imagine. It's like I'm walking up to that person putting a fucking bullet in his head. You know what I mean? Like. It's just, it. How can I put it? Yeah, when it comes to kids and stuff like that, it's like we we gotta do what we can to, to shed light to it, to protect them, and, and you know, not have kids be put through this because, you know, they have a you know, hopefully they have a full life ahead of them where they can, you know, make something of themselves. But you know, we got people like but that kind of ruining their 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 futures. Not not good. No, and, and listen, we're putting them into a foster care system, dude, where over 60% of American kids that go in there, over 60% get abused. And here we are importing these children in which these, for the most part, let's be honest, a lot of these caregivers only see one thing. Money. That check. They don't give a shit about these kids. A lot of these care caregivers. How many don't we see that end up exploiting these kids, prostituting these kids, pimping these kids out? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. There, there's these kids are, are 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 being recycled at the border. There's a term that we use is the recycled children of the border. And we say, Well, what do you mean by that? The Biden administration, guys, removed any kind of DNA testing to be done to any of these kids that are coming in at the border, all right, because groups like the ACLU sued Border Patrol because it's an invasion of these children's privacy. Hmm. And so now these kids come to the border. There's no DNA testing. And these kids cross the border with an adult. And once the adult gets released with this child into the country, then this adult contacts the coyote in Mexico and says, hey, aquí está tu mocoso. They pick him up. They take the kid back to Mexico. And then the kid does the whole process all over again. All right. Mm -hmm. There have been instances where Border Patrol, uh, in where, where were we? We were in... We were in Texas. We were in Roma, Texas. And I was out there documenting. And as I was pulling up, 
there was ambulance and fire truck. And I, I get off the truck and one of the agents like, hold on, chill, chill, wait, wait till the fire truck leaves. I'm like, all right. I'm like, what happened? He's like, they basically gang raped these two little girls before they crossed the border. And they send them in their jeans, todas destrozadas, bro, if you know what I mean. Um, just blood everywhere, dude. And come to find out they had over 62 different types of dna's in their little bodies bro Imagine a 12 year old little girl going through an experience like that there was a there was a situation in del rio texas uh in 2021 that i will never forget i was at a i was, I was at a property in del rio texas and a group of about 200 Migrants from Venezuela had just crossed illegally through the river. Border patrol agents had just cleared the whole scene out. Um, it was, I was left out there myself and an agent from CVP and a Homeland Security, two different agents that were working uh, undercover, two houses down from the location where the people were crossing. They came out of the house where they were undercover to talk to me. And while we were out there talking, all of a sudden you start hearing um, these loud screams of what was apparent a woman that was panting and screaming pretty heavily. So we got up and we looked around and directly across the river, dude, was uh, what like a 45 to 50 ish year old man with a little girl that was no older than 12 years old. Yeah. He was just going to town, bro. And he knew we were watching. Uh, I couldn't do anything. If I were to try to have jumped in the river, I don't know, get shot, trying to jump over, try to do something, run through the river. It's just the ICE, the CBP, DHS agents are like, we can't do nothing. Wow. We, we can't do nothing. And all we could do was yell at the guy. I think one of the agents tried throwing a rock, but couldn't do anything. Uh, the guy, one of the other agents got on the got on his phone, called his counterparts in Mexico by the time he was getting off the phone, the guy had already... The little girl had tried to jump in the river. The guy pulled her back by the hair. She she landed back on the big rock that in which they were both sitting on where he was sexually abusing her. Um, and then literally threw her back over her shoulder. And they walked up and over the hill. And we never saw him again. We didn't know if the little girl was rescued. We don't know if authorities ever got to them. Never know. And that was probably one of the most horrific experiences for me to have ever witnessed. Uh, it, it, it daunts me still to this day because it, that, that's somebody's fucking life, man. And, 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 and not and to feel completely helpless in a situation like that. And just to, like, you, you can't do anything about it, dude. Wow, it's it, it's 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 really messed up, man. It's really messed up, man. That's that's horrible. Wow. And then, 
you know, the video that uh, I saw earlier today where you went up uh, like an encampment, it looked like you, you were showing how many, you know, blankets and all kinds of kids' uh, clothes and shoes and stuff like that. What's all that about? I mean, you kind of explained it on the video, but how often do you see things like that? Uh, very, very often. Um, the one that the one that I discovered out in it's called Jacumba, and it is in the on the southern border of California. Jacumba is an unincorporated community that uh, was predominantly retired uh, veterans. Uh, low-income veterans. Uh, it has since then been taken over by flaming, flaming libtards. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are out there as humanitarians, right? Of course, they fly their humanitarian, under the humanitarian guys in trying to assist in what's currently happening. And so there's an area out there where the border literally ends. It, and it gives you the impression like they just ran out of money and that shit just fucking ends right here. Migrants are being dropped off and they're just walking across. They come across uninterrupted, uh, not, not a care in the world. There's migrants coming across with tents and I will talk about the encampment that I, that I found recently, but going to your question about the children there was an encampment in jacumba and it was uh during um what was it probably like three months ago okay it gets pretty cool in the evenings and they were bringing a lot of people from marutwani a lot of them from senegal people from Afghanistan, a lot of people from Afghanistan. And so all of these men that were coming in, they started building huts, fucking huts, bro. Like huts, like, like, like caveman status, bro, with fucking tree shrubs, branches, whatever, any resource they could find them. Like, Y'all ever watch those YouTube videos where fucking dudes are building shit and they're tying all fucking sorts of shit and mm -hmm. build some crazy? Mm -hmm. That, that, bro, in, in, in the California Southern Desert. Unvetted, un, 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 uh, unchecked, no paperwork, nothing. They're just out there like savages. Unvaccinated, just out there like savages, dude, living off the land. Like, I, I, listen, I kid you not, fucking killing squirrels and rabbits, bro. <laughs> Neta Neta And The way that this encampment was Was a line of huts Of a few men And then it was Family units Mainly family units And then towards the back It was men And then it was the children in the children's hut, it was like, how can I explain it? It was almost like it was tilted sideways, completely down, right? And mm. it looked like they were harvesting anywhere from like 9 to 12 children in there. Uh, todos, like to keep each other warm, body warm. Mm. And there was a shitload of baby bottles out there just under that one tent. So... 
obviously they had multiple babies under that tent that was really, really low that for you to get into, you had to crawl in there. Um, they, were, they were very surprisingly very well made. And that is where they were ha harvesting children. Border Patrol knew about this location and they were waiting out there anywhere from four to seven days before Border Patrol agents can get to them. So that means that people were walking from the southern border all the way up about a mile and a half to two miles to a makeshift encampment made by them, by themselves. And you had an NGO that was going out there to give them water, <laughs> pre-packaged infamil so that, so that they would not have trouble making the bottles for these kids. So they would take like a fucking Walmart bag and break up all of the infamil, like the big cans and mm -hmm. tiny like... Like little drug baggies in the corner, bro, tied up like in the corner type of deal. You know what I'm saying? But it was just infamil and it was all broken up by the exact little bachita that you'd make for one bottle. Each each one bottle, uh -huh. each one bottle. So um, so what gives in that situation is, so you said the Border Patrol was aware of it, but nothing is done about that or what, what's nothing, the deal with that? Nothing is done about it, man. Unfortunately, Border Patrol agents are now being used at the processing facilities. So there mm. are so they, they are lying. There's basically no Border Patrol agents actually patrolling. What you see on the border right now is just Border Patrol agents under processing mode. You see them on the road on the street, right? But they're not patrolling. They're on their way to pick up migrants and take them to the facility. On the way back to pick up migrants and drop them off at the facility. There is no agents on the line actually out there like, okay, we got a group over here. Let me go get them. Let's round them up, guys. No, mm -hmm. that's not what's happening here anymore. All of these agents are, are, are just basically giving rides to all of the migrants that are arriving. They're not even uh, patrolling the border anymore. Mm. That's crazy. And so, so when these people arrive, almost as if let's let's say they get here on Tuesday. They got here on Tuesday, and then Border Patrol goes out there, and they already have their little fires going. They have their huts where they're sleeping in, and Border Patrol's like, "Who got here today?" And then, "Oh, me, 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 me." And then whoever got here today on a Tuesday. Here's your bracelet. Border Patrol puts a bracelet on them. It says Tuesday, right? Why does it say Tuesday, Anthony? Because they're going to be out there for two or three days. When Border Patrol comes back again, they're going to pick up the individuals that have the bracelets that signifies that they've been out there the longest. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so then the people that came in on Tuesday... They, they got a rotation be, going. Exactly. It's that rotation. So the people that, let's say, arrive here on a Tuesday, they would be getting picked up from over there, let's say, Thursday or Friday. You know what I'm saying? And then the people that arrived on Thursday, they'd be leaving 
and getting picked up by Border Patrol, like let's say fucking Sunday, they have a rotation going and it's all day long. All day long. Wow. So That's it's crazy. it's crazy in California because there's a fire ban in California. They've not really received much water. And just by being out there, you could see how dry the dirt is, how dry a lot of the plants are. In California, mm -hmm. it's my understanding you can't even have uh, uh, fireplaces even inside your house. They got to be gas. Okay. Yeah, In California, <laughs> you can't go to the beach and start a fire. In California, you can't be in your backyard, roast fucking marshmallows with your kids on, op on an open fire because you get the book thrown at you. But illegal aliens, dude, fucking show up, defecate all over the 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 preservation wildlife. areas, yeah. all over the wildlife. They are chopping down beautiful cactus, dude, fucking badass cactus plants that were out there being taken care of. These motherfuckers are. Sometimes they won't even chop it down. They'll just set a blaze. They'll sit. They'll sit there for fucking hours, bro, trying to light a fucking. Motherfucker, a cactus is meant to be in the heat, bro. It's going to survive most <laughs> of your fire, man. These I dudes are out there you. with a lighter, trying to light, trying to light, trying to light with a lighter, dude. It's windy and shit. And you're just like, you can't make this shit up, bro. These people would not survive. But they're out there trying to light, trying to light, trying to light. And Border Patrol agents allow it, bro. I've been out there. My audience gets so pissed off that they call the fire department. And the fire department will no longer show up out there. And at any given time, if you wow. see some of the videos that I've posted, it's big-ass fires, bro. It looks like fucking Burning Man out there. Any of those sparks get out of control, bro, there's going to be a big-ass fire down there in South in Southern California. It's dry, bro. There was? It's the desert. It's the <laughs> desert. It's where the Santana winds take over, man. Mm. That's yeah. crazy. Wow. My goodness. But what well, I did I did want to show the, the video you posted today just to kind of uh show people kind of what you deal with, what you run into, and, and your interactions. So I'll, I'll go ahead and play this one. Where are you from? I'm from Iran. Iran? Where what part of Iran? Take off your glasses. What part of Iran? <laughs> <laughs> what part of Iran? I turn the window oh, to the soul, baby. I ran where? Yeah, there you go. Iran, Gazvin. 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 How long did it take you to get here? Uh, uh, 44 uh, days. 44 days. What was the route that you took? Uh, I don't uh, speak English. So, what? Iran, Mexico, uh, where? Um, Mexico, Tapachula, uh -huh. uh, Mexico City, there. And, and after I ran? Uh, don't understand. Where did you go from Iran? Uh, I, uh, I don't come back. Iran? Where? Uh, Venezuela. Venezuela, and then? Uh, Colombia. Colombia, the uh, Darien? Did you go through the gap? Through the jungle? Uh, and jungle. Yeah, the Darien jungle, the Darien gap? But, uh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, uh, 
سو پاناما کاستاریکا نیکاراگوه هندوراس گواتمالا مکسیکو ام جلس ایران they my uh, husband and my uh, two daughters mm -hmm. uh, come in america your wife yes okay okay what state are you going to what what state where are you going what i don't understand new york chicago uh, uh, california california okay what part los angeles san francisco Uh, I don't know. Anywhere in California? Anywhere. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Where are you from? Iran. Iran. What part? What the heck? No. 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 Okay, you tell me. You tell me. Where's everybody going? It's English. A little bit? A little bit. Where are you from? Iran. Iran. What part? What city in Iran? City? Yes. Hasbi. Hasbi. Everybody. Hasbi. Oh. Oh, all six of you. Are, are you guys family? Family. Friend, family. Oh, okay. Cousins. Oh. Friend, family. Hasbi. Okay. And and what what why do you leave your country? America leave. Do you have kids? No. No speaking. Nemutunam to speak. All right. All right. How long? So you guys all travel together? 48 days? Everybody? Everybody. Everybody? Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Iran? Iran. Iran. Wow. It's great. Hey. This, is the first, this is the first group of Iranians I actually encounter. Uh, I've never encountered people from Iran. And uh, it's crazy that right now when, when things are really heating up, in the mix of all these um, terrorist times that we're kind of going through. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really concerning to see some of these folks coming through, man. It's, it's you know, I, I've been saying that I'm going to, I'm going to, the Latinos that come in speak to me a lot more fluently. A Mexican lady that came in through the, through this Lukeville area told me, que el crimen organizado se les refiere a estas personas como soldados 
And exactly how she told me, she said, uh, the people, and, and I'm talking about the people that are coming in from Senegal, um, the, 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 the Africans, mm. the organized crime that is bringing these people to the border because it's a pipeline. And you guys are going to see an interview that I'm going to release later on tonight on how migrants are telling me, and this has been an ongoing story for the last two years, about these bodegas in which they are being housed at. This is mm. a pipeline ran by criminal nefarious organizations from Tapachula all the way to the southern uh, U.S.-Mexico border. They treat these people like animals, okay? They have them basically secluded for days at a time without water, without food, up to 100, 120 people at a time with sick people, elderly, children, everybody in the mix with no beds, sometimes no room to lay down. You have to be sleeping, sitting down with your head bobbing all over the place. It's usually the younger, uh, more courageous migrants that tell me uh, these stories, but I'm gonna be sharing that story probably later on tonight. Um, I'm sure you guys will get a kick out of it because it's pretty much in Spanish. So I'm gonna have somebody try to translate it for me, captions in English. But those stories are are way, way, way too common. The migrant, the young man goes on to tell me how the cartel takes their cell phones before they stick them in these rooms for two, three days at a time, and then they move them. And it's also a rotating thing. And they, andale, vámonos, eh, subanse todos al camión, vámonos. They're like, oh shit, like, it's like shocking, bro. Mm -hmm. It's fucking shocking to these people because they've never experienced anything like that. And all of a sudden, they're, they're deprived of sleep. They, they can't sleep. The lights are on the whole time. Like, if they're fucking prisoners, they're treating them like new age slaves. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's, it's fucking, it's outrageous, man. You know, there's a speech that Trump uh, gave, and he references that. He goes, everybody thinks that slavery went away, um, but it's gotten worse um, in today's times with the internet and today's technology. He's uh, any kind of, I'm summarizing everything that he said, but or part of what he said, but he goes, if you know the truth, you wouldn't believe it. And it's exactly what you're describing right now. No, you're right, Danny. I think right now we have more slavery than there ever was before. You know, you're talking about, again, those senoritas getting those chips for us, right? Or, you know, carving away in Africa. It's all over the place. We all want to be righteous, but then, you know, that iPhone that we have on our hand, that's, that's slave. That's slave work. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah, that's but crazy. Nobody... But you know what? As you were talking to that guy... And he kind of gave you the Latin America uh, trail. But I wonder mm -hmm. what that the trail is or the route is from Iran to Colombia or Venezuela. He, he flew, um, since they're both pretty much under dictatorships, they, mm -hmm. so, so he, he, you wouldn't be able to fly either from U.S. into Venezuela or vice versa. That's why we can't deport them over there. Because mm -hmm. we don't, we, we, we're not, we're not in talking terms with Venezuela. <laughs> we're mm -hmm. not supposed to be agreeing with fucking uh, communists, right? 
And so right. that's why there's no direct flights back over there. But just recently, uh, maybe uh, like two, three weeks ago, they came to some kind of agreement where they were going to be sending Venezuelans back to their uh, prospective country. Now, as bad of a negotiator that we have in the White House, imagine what kind of deal he cut or what we're giving them to be mm. taking these people back over there. Imagine That's the kind of deal that they're cutting, man. It's, 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 you know, probably, we're probably buying oil from them for a shitty price. Yeah. You're <laughs> probably right. You're honestly, you're probably right on that. I've not looked into it, but I'm pretty sure that's probably you're probably a hundred percent right on that. Yeah. Hey, but isn't it okay? So everybody knows El Salvador, you know, the new well, the president there has been making some pretty bold uh things happen over there. In, in, yeah. And I heard a story about a week, a week and a half ago. That because of exactly what you said is that, you know, they're having um, people being flown into a country. I don't know. And don't quote me. I don't know if it's El Salvador, Nicaragua or something like that. But in order to stop that, they're they're charging tariffs up the ass so that people can't afford to buy the flight to get there. So there's already countries making that adjustment so that they could nip that in the bud. So, you know, hopefully more countries and we could look that up and see what country is doing that. But hopefully all the other uh, countries follow suit and start doing that. And it started eliminating, eliminating. That. I think I think uh, us, us, us uh, as Latinos, we have to recognize right now that Mexico is not looking out for us right now. They're not being a good neighbor. And mm. I think us not giving any kind of money to Mexico would be a little wake-up call and would be a quick adjustment. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed adjustments would be made if we stopped giving Mexico more of our borrowed money from China. Uh, that's just <laughs> ridiculous. We give money to the Taliban. We give money to Mexico. We give, yo, we give money to China that we borrow from China and it doesn't go in, it doesn't go to our deficit. We borrow China, we borrow money from China and then give money to China on our fucking back, dude. The kicker is then we pay interest on it. That's how I run my credit cards, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that is gangster, bro. Man, what is that, man? Who who who, who negotiates for us, man? These mm -hmm. these lousy politicians, bro. Well, yeah. hey, going this... back to the uh, president of Salvador, he says America's dis de demise from the inside can only happen this fast if it's self-inflicted, if it's it's from if it's from the inside. And you said it, man. You we think that, that this is these are bad negotiations. These this is on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's national suicide, dude. It's national suicide, bro. These people are here to overwhelm the system. Hey, listen, when was the last time they paid a trip for, for homeless veterans or they invested this kind of money for, for mental health 
or or to the elderly that are being displaced with with the uh, with with either they're going to continue to pay their taxes on their property or they got to sell the property that they paid off because they can't pay with 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 their retirement anymore dude these these elderly people that are already retired on a fixed income that paid off their house they paid their dues to society to our country they didn't pay off their fucking house and their taxes are so high they can't even afford to pay the taxes on their house that they finished paying off and so they're having to sell off their houses to move into a rinky apartment so they can be able to afford their freaking meds bro why aren't we doing anything for them? Why aren't we doing more for our for our veterans, for our PTSD veterans, for our border patrol agents, bro? Border patrol agent suicides are on the rise. Nobody talks about these guys. Nobody stands yeah. up for the mental health of our agents and, and the shit that they see out here. It's gruesome, bro. Border mm -hmm. patrol agents are the ones that are out here having to change diapers, having to teach some of these kids how to wipe their ass, having to teach these kids how to brush their teeth, how to take a real shower, how to cleanse themselves. This is what our border patrol agents have come to do now. They're not patrolling and nobody's talking about that. Nobody's advocating for their mental health. Nobody's advocating for for the for the less fortunate children that we already have in this country that that, that are that are below poverty level when was the last time they did anything for that mm -hmm. in new york they're paying four hundred dollars a night of fancy hotel rooms bro fancy hotel rooms in new york four hundred five hundred dollars a night for illegal aliens that have never paid anything into it in el paso if you're an illegal alien and you get hurt crossing the border illegally and it's bad enough, guess what? They'll hold you in the hospital for for in intensive care for up to two weeks. And if you need aftercare, they will rent you an Airbnb or a hotel until you're fully healed and they will pay for all of your medicine. On the taxpayer's back, bro. When was the last time they did any of that for any of us? We are the new second-class second, second class citizens now. Yeah. We are the burden to these migrants. How is it that there's designated areas out here in the, in the areas that I'm trying to show people what's happening, and I can't go over there, or I get arrested, but illegal aliens, not one person has been charged for criminal trespassing, but I'm getting threats from 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 the police at, at these uh, Indian reservations, at these tribal reservations, that I can't be over there. How the man. hell does that work? That's crazy. That is crazy, man. That's crazy that they're they kick you out, but everybody else stays there. You know, and makes no sense, dude. The only other American other than yeah. than the cops out there. Yeah, but no, what you were saying is true, man. Because like it's like you know. The stories that you shared about what you've seen, right, that were just, you know, terrible things to see. I can imagine one person border border patrol and what, you know, what they might see on a daily basis. So it, it is it is something that, you know, should be brought to light more, talked about more. And, and it's just not right, because when you hear about the border patrol, you just hear the negative. You know, you just think, oh, they're just deporting people. They're they're mean. They, you know, whatever. And for the most part, a lot of people just think it's a bunch of white guys deporting a bunch of Latinos. You know, that's how that's how much they dumbed it down. But at the end of the day, mm -hmm. like when you when you look at it, 
a majority of the border patrol is actually Latinos, Hispanic, Mexican, whatever. So it's like, right. <laughs> you know, it doesn't the 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 story they sold isn't isn't reality. Yeah, and the story they sold is right is your grandma and my grandma crossing the border, right? But now it's unless your grandma is Senegalese or they're Iranian, it's it's not us anymore. No, it's not. No, no, yeah. No, and and this is the point that I always try to make is that when our parents came over, I'm first generation born here too, is when they came over, um. They came over with an intention to better their lives and their kids' lives and, and their families' lives. So, yeah, father came over, established a job. Mom came over. You know, they had their kids. They, they're giving their kids a better life. But at the end of it, they went through the process. You know, I remember I tell this all the time. I remember as a kid, a little kid, my parents going to San Francisco, going to the court hearings for you know, their citizenship and having be basically being vetted and making sure that they're uh, an asset to the community. And, you know, that entails a bunch of different little requirements and things that they have to show. But nevertheless, that's what their intention was. And nowadays, and, and as a matter of fact, they didn't want any assistance. They just wanted to the, the ability to go to work and have some money in their pockets and make a living. And, and provide for their families. Now they're coming for the incentives without working. That's what the intention is. I've heard stories and now you educated me in the sense that you said, what was that um, that Obama signed for or or the global uh, the global compact for migration. So knowing that that was signed, I didn't I didn't even know that that existed. But knowing that now everything makes sense is that the stories that I heard that they're actually advertising this in other countries. And then mm -hmm. you you start having the caravans come in with, with that self of entitlement that that's what I'm going to America for is these incentives because they're going to take care of me. Makes sense now. And if people yeah. can't see that. Go ahead. They're 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 giving these migrants, bro, the ones that are leaving the Panama and Venezuela, as they get to the Darien Gap to the jungle, they are issued a rape kit to the women, that consists of three after uh, the, the the after day pill, three of them. It comes with condoms, male and female condoms. It comes with a film of contraceptive, which is basically like, in case you're not going to use a condom, puts it in there. And a whistle. A fucking rape whistle. You can't make this shit jungle. up. Yeah. That's what they're giving these girls, man. It's unbelievable. This is all by design. And there's nothing racist about loving your country. I'm not saying mm -hmm. forget your roots. You come to this country looking for a better opportunity and you're going to fly the flag of the country that you're fleeing or that you're saying is persecuting you, it doesn't make sense. There's nothing mm -hmm. racist about taking care of where you live, last I checked. And right. an, an analogy that I use is when you're at home and you're beefing with your wife and there's fucking chaos at home, 
You fucking close the door, you close your windows, you handle your business as a family. You don't start inviting fucking the neighbor for a cookout in the mix of your discussions with your family and an argument and all sorts of shit. It's the same thing with the U.S. right now. When you shut the door, shut the windows. First of all, nobody should be coming in through the windows. Like, they're coming in out here. Mm -hmm. Once we settle our situations and put our differences aside, then maybe we can invite the neighbors to come to the carnita sala or whatever, right? Through the front door. But this that we're seeing right now, it's a full-on disregard for law. It's disrespectful as fuck for every single American citizen. And yeah. it's a slap in the face for every legal migrant that yeah. scraped up to the last penny, that fought and sourced for the last document, and sleepless nights, time away from their family, to be able to wave that little flag at a fucking uh, inside of a gymnasium, that's immigration. Mm -hmm. This is a fucking invasion. Invasion. Yeah. Nothing less and, of that, man. And I think I think that's one of those things that's wrong with you know our policies, with it you know being, you know you're talking about the the rape kit, right? That was somebody that said, oh man getting raped out there we should take care of them and get them some rape kits and contraceptives just in case they don't want to have a kid we don't want to attack the problem don't forget they're the whistle raped. you know they're getting raped how about we start there not mm -hmm. let's make the rape comfortable let's make the solutions for the rape you know we'll get we'll figure it out no let's start mm -hmm. with them not being there in the first place how about we fix where they're coming from yeah i think it's um you know how we talk about um how they like to twist words and um use semantics um it's humanitarian right so christian to the point that you were making so they go okay you know we're gonna uh you know do some humanitarian deeds here we're gonna help them out this way with this kit right it's like but my mind goes well, let's go to the root cause of the problem and really solve it and do something humanitarian. And we could start off by closing off the border, not inviting people to come over. And that whole trek wouldn't even happen. Right. right? So you nip it in the bud. Then maybe they start doing something like I keep bringing up Salvador, but they're doing a really good job is that maybe then they start fixing their own country and that there's no need for them to come over. How about that? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just thinking common sense, pragmatic, but Daniel talks about it all the time. They want to get us emotional. And then you start making emotional decisions, and everybody knows that you make the best decisions when you're emotional. <laughs> Dude, I, I guarantee you, you cut you cut funding to all of these countries that are allowing this mass exodus uncontrolled mass exodus you cut funding to those countries shit's gonna change mm -hmm. oh, yeah. but we're 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 just committing national suicide we're forking the bill we're paying the ngos billions of dollars with zero oversight all right billions of dollars that they get from the federal government and then they go and double dip by charging the migrants for their services 
So they're double dipping and they're getting money both ways. All right. You have individuals right now, like in the San Antonio area, there's a group that goes by Beyond the Masks. And they've been hammering this this uh, migrant welcoming center. They're out there. Illegal aliens that have been in the U.S. for months are showing up with fancy-ass cars to pick up illegal aliens that are at the processing center to charge them $40 per person to take them to their house or apartment to go shower and give them a ride then to Walmart to spend from the gift card that they're being given and then returned back to the shelter. $40 per person and they're taking 10 to 15 people a day. A day. It mm. is unbelievable out there. There's they're just like... I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. No. I need to go be bordering <laughs> okay. they're next, and, and it's it, their their videos are so wild, bro. Because as these guys show up, they come out with their cameras and like coyote, coyote. They're screaming at them. They're, these guys don't even know where to fucking hide their face. They are coyote shaming the shit out of them in San Antonio, bro. Uh, but it, it's 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 incredible, man. They're just everywhere, bro, and they're charging them forty dollars a person. To, to, to let them go shower and then take them to, to Walmart. It's crazy out there in San Antonio, too. That's insane. Hey, but, um, you know, we talked about how, you know, dangerous and everything. Well, you know how dangerous it must be for you to be out there. Or, you know, Border Patrol, period. And, you know, the people going through all of that. Um but on, on a really serious note, you know, hope you stay safe out there. Uh, I can only imagine, you know, how dangerous it is out there. I don't know if you've ever encountered anything, you know, that really threatened your your well-being out there. But I hope you really stay safe out there and you have some sort of support system to help you out out there. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it, man. Thank you guys for having me and, and giving me a little hour of your, or two hours of your time almost. Before before we end this, I, I wanna I wanna flip it real quick. Háblale a la gente latina y nomás dile algo que no han oído de la frontera. Ah, ahorita la frontera, la gente la cual más sufre en la frontera como se encuentra ahorita es la raza que está llegando a través de esa frontera. Ahorita mismo, antes de empezar esta entrevista, yo estuve en la frontera y una de las entrevistas de un migrante que me dio, le dije, hey, ¿cuánto llevas viajando? Me dice, dos meses, que es mucho tiempo. Le dije, ¿por qué dos meses? ¿Cuánto tiempo estuviste en México? Me dijo, un mes. Me dice, pero me secuestraron. Dije, ¿quién te secuestró? Me dice, el cartel. Le dije, gracias a Dios te soltaron. ¿Cómo fue que te soltaron? Me dijo, me hicieron trabajar. Me hicieron trabajar para ellos. ¿Me puedes contar poquito qué te hicieron, qué, qué trabajo te dieron? Me dijo, me, me hicieron que lavara todos sus carros una semana completa. Todas las trocas, todos los carros. Se los tuve que lavar unas, en una semana. Dice, ¿de veras? Me dice, sí. 
me dice, por fin, por fin me soltaron después de que les trabajé. Le tuvo que lavar toda la carrocería al cartel para que lo soltaran. Ah, la única gente que está sufriendo es las personas que están viniendo y la gente que vive en México. Te doy un ejemplo muy rápidamente. En la área de Sunland Park, Nuevo México y El Paso, Texas, está la frontera que se llama la ciudad, Ciudad Juárez. En Ciudad Juárez hay, un, hay una vecindad que se llama Anapra. Anapra es una de las vecindades más pobres, más violentas y más críticas en Ciudad Juárez. Esta es frontera con Sunland Park. Yo ahí, años atrás, todavía hace ocho o nueve años atrás, llevaba yo pizzas para los niños que viven en la frontera. Tenemos niños mexicanos que son raza, que viven en el otro lado del muro. Yo llegaba al muro y les aventaba un baloncesto o una palota de, de soccer, se la pateaba arriba del muro y me la pateaban para atrás. O empezaban ellos a jugar, esos niños ya no pueden estar ahí. Esos niños ya no salen a, a, a recoger pizza, ya no salen a jugar soccer, ya no salen a tirar el balón. ¿Por qué? Porque están tan cerca de la frontera que niños de ese barrio, de ese vecindario, empezaron a desaparecer. La misma raza, como la comunidad de Fools Community, los Fools que se llaman de California, ¿verdad? Que tienen un, unos seguidores enormes. En lugar, en lugar de hacer algo correcto para la comunidad latina, que, es, que siempre se la tiran muy pro-latinos, ¿por qué no hablan de la seriedad? de lo que está pasando con estos niños en la frontera, que están siendo explotados. Estos niños los están traficando a los Estados Unidos y mucha gente no habla de esto, pero los están trayendo a los Estados Unidos a mantenerlos vivos solamente el tiempo suficiente en lo que necesitan para abrirlos y sacarles sus órganos. Esto es lo que le llaman el harvesting. Mucha gente no habla de esto. Hay propiedades ahorita a través de la frontera de los Estados Unidos. Y en la cual vecinos piensan que es una persona muy buena. Un vecino muy con mucho carisma. Detrás de esos portones de esas casas. Y son unas casas enormes. Hay varias. Unas cuantas. Donde llega un doctor. Entra. Y están sacándole pieza por pieza. A los cuerpos de mujeres. De niños. Y de adultos. De varones adultos y tan incómodo y feo 
que se escucha lo que te estoy diciendo, es una conversación que tienen que tener. Porque hoy lo estás escuchando de otra persona. Pero muy pronto Dios no lo quiera. Puede ser uno de tus familiares. Las fronteras abiertas no tiene nada de, de compasividad. No es compasión que estén violando a las mujeres. No es compasión que estén entrando niños a ser violados. A ser extractados por sus partecitas de sus cuerpos. Muchos de estos niños que son traficados y entran al tráfico y el sexo tráfico de humano. Solamente viven de cuatro a siete años antes de que los matan. Estos son los temas que debemos de estar teniendo. Esto es lo que nadie habla y escucha de, lo, de la triste realidad de la frontera, de las, de las open borders, de las fronteras abiertas, como les llaman. Eso de que, ay, el migrante viene, se está ahogando. ¿Quién lo trae, ¿Quién lo trae en el río? ¿Quién lo metió al río? ¿O acaso le están poniendo una pistola? ¿Quién los está incentivizando a estas personas que lleguen en estos números y hagan lo que ellos quieran. ¿Quién les está dando escuela a estas personas? Y por último, como les digo, las personas que más sufren en todo esto es las personas que están llegando y los niños. Más que nada, los niños. Wow. Gracias. Gracias por eso. Bueno, well, you know, thank you for coming on. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I came across your 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 page, your content there. And you know, I'm gonna keep uh, keep an eye on what you're doing. And you know, hopefully we we can do this again. And you know, goal is to try to just shed some light on some things, like you said, that people aren't even talking about. So you know, yes, Anthony, yes. thank thank you for coming on. And you know, hopefully we do this again soon. Así es. We'll do it soon, yeah. guys. We'll do it probably in, in a month or so. You guys take care. You Have too, a happy, safe, safe Thanksgiving, man. And you guys are doing a fucking badass job, man. Y'all keep Thank up the know. great work, fellas. Thank you, you, Anthony. Guys. Keep keep up uh, what you're doing, man. Uh, keep red pilling. Keep red pilling. <laughs> you you too, bro. You too, my man. <laughs> Let me know if you guys need anything. I'd love to help whatever you guys need, all right? Appreciate Sounds it. good, man. Appreciate it. And you guys take care. We'll see you. All right, you too. Later.